Have you ever wondered what the details of the Lord's Prayer, you know, everybody knows our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Have you ever wondered what all of those scriptures mean? Some of them are easier to understand than others. Some of them it's kind of, what exactly are you saying? Have you ever asked yourself, what does that mean? We get questions all the time about people saying, can you explain that a little bit? So would okay. you explain a little bit about breaking down the Lord's Prayer? The Lord's Prayer is in Matthew 6. It starts around the ninth verse and it's interesting because Jesus, when he came to this earth, you know, people think, you know, oh, Jesus appeared in the New Testament. No, actually, that's part of the Old Testament. And the New Testament, meaning the New Covenant, didn't happen until Jesus went to the cross. So he is making reference all throughout the book uh, of Matthew and even where he's talking about it in covenant with how God operates. And when we think about how God operates in covenant, the reason Jesus is teaching us this is he wants to teach us while he's still here on earth so that when he goes to the cross, we have a clear-cut understanding about how the kingdom of God operates. And we look and think, you know, the reference of Jesus' physical walk on earth. Of course, Jesus was here before the foundation of the earth, but Jesus' physical walk on earth starts in the book of Matthew, Jordan. Mm -hmm. And when we see the book of Matthew and we go to the sixth chapter and start at the ninth verse, he's giving us insight as to if you would like to understand the kingdom of God and how to pray effectively, then do it this way. And then he said, you know, it's not vain repetition. Many times I think I, I included, get into things of vain repetition. You know, our Father which art in heaven. Sometimes I say it because I feel like I should be saying it. And I've learned it, you know, since I was a child. You guys Everybody, learned it since you were yeah. a child. You learn in church. But there's more to it than just saying, hey, I repeated it. Um, my kids had to uh, memorize scriptures and we would rehearse, memorize all 40 scriptures a night. Now the Lord's Prayer was considered one scripture. The 23rd Psalm was considered yes, one scripture. Um, Psalm lot. 103, one through five was considered one scripture. It took a long time. Now that they're older, that word is in them. And I think Jesus was considering the same thing, that I only have this very short period on earth. I wanna put it all in you so that when he leaves the earth, that foundation is there. So the Lord's Prayer is like a foundational prayer that Jesus is giving us a comparison. He talked in parables that made sense so that we could understand the kingdom of God in a, in a natural, normal way. And it starts out, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's the key point, and I think that's why Jesus started it that way. We must believe that God is our Father, El Elyon, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, the one that delivers us from all our enemies. And second of all, hallowed be thy name means we have to consider God to be holy. Um, God's name is not to be taken in vain. It's not to be a cuss word. But God's name has to be regarded as holy to us. And then he went on and he said something very interesting. Thy kingdom come. This is where I think it's most important. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Here on this earth is exactly the same way he established his kingdom in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread meant uh, bread, the children's bread was healing. So he was saying, give us this day our daily sustenance, our daily healing. Lead us not into temptation. Not that God was the one leading it, but help us to be delivered from anything right. evil. But he said something interesting. He said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And he went on and he said extreme complete sentences. And as he said those sentences, one of the things I want to show you about those sentences particularly, if I can get to it, I already know it in my head, but I want to read it exact. And he said this, um, 
he said, uh, after this manner. Now, he wasn't saying just memorize it so that you, you know, you can verbally set out the words. But he said, this is a manner. This is a way, a, a framework, yeah. an outline. And he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth equal to how it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, here's a kicker. Forgive us our debts, our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. If you want the kingdom of God to be at hand, you must forgive. And you must forgive knowing that as you pour that forgiveness out is the same measure God forgives you. You cannot operate on, uh, can I say, out of both sides of your mouth, two sides of the coin. If you want to be forgiven, yeah. you must forgive. He's not kidding. He put that in there. You can't he puts eliminate. It multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. You can't yeah. eliminate. And then he said, lead us not into temptation. But here's the thing. He said, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. He established it that way, and he's not kidding. This is the kingdom principle. It will be God's kingdom now and forevermore. While you're on this earth, it'll operate the same way. And when you get into heaven, it'll operate the same way. But then, Jordan, people stop there. Amen and amen. But if you slide down a few more verses in Matthew 6, same book, same chapter, you get into 33. And it says, now seek first the kingdom of God and how he operates in the kingdom. And when you do, all the things you have need of shall be added. He just showed you how to operate in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Make God holy. Make him your heavenly father. Forgive and expect to be forgiven. Sometimes we forgive, we don't expect to be forgiven. The same rules that apply in heaven are the rules not to be, oh, I'm following rules. They're guidelines to hold you in, not to bind you in, but to hold you in, to keep you from awful things happening. And if we'll seek first how God operates in his kingdom, healing, wholeness, the kingdom of God is as a seed, sowing seed, forgiving, Doing as God instructs, speaking the word, as we do that, he was very careful to say, all the things you have need of shall be added. That's why I think he established the guideline of the Lord's Prayer, mm -hmm. so that then when you jump down to 33, you could understand, my needs are to be met. And he wants, he wants to meet your needs, and the framework of it is something that you can repeat verbatim if you'd like, but I think the attitude of your heart in following the instructive guideline is more what yeah. he was going for with the Bible. I, I personally don't use that exact set of prayer for myself very often, if hardly ever. It, mostly just using it as a framework for what I would put into it. Yeah. You know, forgive me for I need to forgive others. Yeah. I want my sins washed away, so I'm forgiving everyone else. I regard you as Father and holy, and I seek your face, and I seek your kingdom, and I seek your will. And here are the things that I present as I need, and I know that you will bring them back to me. That's more the purpose yeah. of that I use it for. You know, there is the King James, which I happen to love. There's other versions. I know, Jordan doesn't like it because it's a lot of ah. and nows. For some reason, I am just like, I know, it, it's likes poetic, it it's rhythmic, I love it. But I look at a lot of other translations, a passion translation, all these different translations are wonderful. So mm -hmm. God's not saying, this is the only way you say it, be rigid, and otherwise you failed. He's saying, Lindsay, if you'll use these guidelines, Jordan, if you'll use these guidelines, right. the things that you have need of shall be added unto you. And they're cool guidelines. Isn't it nice that you can make God your father and you don't have to be responsible for every living thing? 
I mean, that's kind of cool. I know, I say that all the time. People, I think, have a hard time, certain people more than others, relinquishing control. Yeah. I'm not a controlly person. I'm, I'm kind a of a controlly person. Yeah, I'm not. So for me, it. relinquishing control is really easy, but I know that there are people who really struggle with that and not having control over it. But I just look at it like it's so freeing. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to have the responsibility of it because I just hand over the reins, which I know, really that, nice. I know it's really hard for some people who are holding on to the range really tight. I'm not one of those people. But if you look at it from that perspective of he does all the work, it's so it's, easy. God wants our life to be so easy it's so and easy. so blessed. And I, I mean, why would I want to make it harder for myself? Yeah. And here's another kicker to that, another big point. Jesus has already gone to the cross. The work's already established in heaven yeah. and in earth. Why would you try and reinvent the wheel when Jesus has gone to the cross? He's not, you know, when Jesus comes back, second coming, it's not to go to the cross again. Yeah. So between now and the second coming, the second coming is to take us to eternity if we're still alive and to bring those saints into eternity with us. So here's the thing. What he's trying to do is make heaven on earth. Okie dokie, what's in heaven? Well, walls made out of jasper, gates made out of pearl, streets made out of gold, and he put all the gold and silver in the earth and said, hey, it's comparison. And then he turned around, there's no sin, no sorrow, no sickness, no disease. Wait, he sent Jesus to the cross to establish that. You see, the same principles of heaven are the same principles on earth. We, we would go somewhere, and whether we were at dinner or at a church or somewhere, this is terrible to keep saying this, but we had to say the same rules apply here as they apply at home. <laughs> if you think that just because you're in a restaurant, you don't have to have mismanners, or if you think because you're, right? Mm, yes, I'm having flashbacks <laughs> to childhood. It's the same. And so it was the same if we went to a restaurant, if we were in the car, if we were on a road trip, or if we were in a church, or if we were in a pastor's home, the same behavior was as if we were in our own home. Leave a place better than when you found it. How many, Bill, you could write Good a book on Lord, that Lord, you said that a lot when I was a kid. Yes, but you see, those are the same structure, and it gave you um, an understanding of what would work. Mm -hmm. It worked in our house, so it would work in church. It would work in church, it would work in a restaurant. The kingdom of God is the same way. If it works in heaven, that same um, way of being, as the Bible says, works on earth the same way. You believe God, you worship God, he's most holy. When you get to heaven, God's not gonna stop being holy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to even be anywhere standing near the presence of God. It's gonna be the same. So why not learn to practice it here on earth? Live in God's blessing, live in God's abundance, live in God's healing and his health and his forgiveness and everything else. And I heard someone say this and I thought it was really weird when I heard it, but the more I studied the Bible, I thought, man, am I wrong, is he right? When we leave this earth and we enter into the gates of heaven, it's supposed to be as though we just simply took a step in another place. It's supposed to be so used to it on earth that when we transition into heaven, it's no shock to our system. Mm -hmm. It's how we lived on earth, it's how we live in heaven. And I believe that's what Jesus is teaching. And that's the framework that the Lord's Prayer gives us. And it's something that we can use to benefit our lives in every way, to see the way his kingdom is and the way he wants it for us on earth if we will relinquish the control, which is hard. Good I know. Way. Just let it go. Thank you for listening to our podcast. When Richard receives your prayer request, he will pray over your needs, believing for the miracle that you need, and write you back. 
And when you give us your email address, you will receive a letter by email with a link to a video prayer specifically targeted to your needs. Call for prayer today, 918-495-7777, or go online at oralroberts.com slash prayer.